Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am obviously still positive Chuck Mockler. As positive as you could be? I have to be. <laughs> uh, and we are your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Mm -hmm. Just a couple of best friends, Clipper credential media folks who bring you Locked On Clippers five days a week. Five days a week, 7 a.m., unless something crazy happens, let me put it out early. But this one will be out at 7 a.m. We hope you're having a great start to your day. Absolutely. And to start your day, we're talking Clippers, Suns, Game 6 oh, preview. I'm getting no work done the day that this comes out. Uh, yeah, I am I mean, I'm anxious. I'm excited. I have <laughs> no idea what to predict. But mm -mm. at the same time, we're going to get into what we need to do well, as well as what could go wrong. Mm -hmm. Give you a couple of key matchups to take a look at. And then, it's what you say Wednesday. Every single Tuesday, we put a poll out on Twitter. We want to know what you think about a given subject. This one. This one I got mean, people mad at me. Very contentious. This this, <laughs> yeah. this is a true Sophie's choice. For sure. Uh, we asked if there were some salary limitations, who would you prefer to keep between two great Clippers players? You're gonna wanna stay tuned for that. Daniel Oturu and <laughs> Jay Scrub. <laughs> uh, and then in shavings, we have to talk about the Monty Williams uh, sort of press conference. He called Pat Bev kind of dirty on that play. And I we're, yeah. we're just gonna unpack it. And then also, it's Kawhi's birthday. Happy birthday. Belated when you're listening to this, but yeah. At the time we're recording this. <laughs> For sure, absolutely. <laughs> he knows our hearts in the right spot. Oh yeah, we've been uh, texting. <laughs> anyways, all that and more coming up right about now, but first, gotta let you know, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of the locked on rooms. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Welcome to Clippers vs. Suns Game 6 preview. Um, Kawhi listed is out, which makes sense. And also, because of how many games we've played, I think people, myself included, have maybe kind of lost perspective of how not that long ago he got hurt. Uh, like, I don't mean that in a weird, but I generally like, oh, yeah, we played every other day. So it's like in your head when you're watching the NBA, you're like, oh, there's been this many games, which usually means there's been a lot more time since the injury. But it, at the time of playing game six, it will have been, I, I believe, two weeks um, since the injury, which is uh, if it is a grade one sprain, you know, we, we still don't know the intimate details of the injury yes. i mean i, I believe <laughs> the intimate uh, from what well but from what i've been from what i've been told about that kind of an in injury it's it's if it's a grade one it's like two to four weeks yeah exactly um zoo was listed as questionable with a right knee mcl sprain he's not playing scuttlebutt is that he's not playing he's not playing and he shouldn't play if it's a I mean, that's a no. He just, played eight minutes on that thing after he probably shouldn't have checked back into the game. I think it might have been more because I think he played a little bit in the third, too, after he checked out and then he checked back in. Um, and anyway, he shouldn't play. No. Um, we're getting right into this. What we need to do well, we need to be cautious about what to do if the Suns increase the pace. For sure. Which has been kind of a talking point on NBA Twitter and all these other places. It would make a lot of sense for a fully healthy, for the 2021 playoffs, um, Suns team to try and run a bit for this Clippers team. Yeah, like, so it just been, logically makes sense. I mean, that's been a lot of the conversation for sure uh, about how we have been luring them into our pace. Yeah. I a little bit wonder what they kind of have left in the tank to push the pace at this point. The Suns? Yeah. It blows my mind that we're talking about the Suns like they're 
like as gassed as the Clippers. Like it doesn't make sense. Devin Booker, good to go for sure. Campaign still clearly dealing with something. Still dealing with something. Chris Paul, don't know what's going on. Don't know what's going on. Um, Probably hurting himself from flopping so much. Probably. The defense came out strong in game five. Got to be the same in game six. Um, Like you talked about campaign, like Monty Williams has a tough decision. Mm -hmm. Like, do I play campaign more? And then Ty Lue has to be careful with these boogie minutes. Yeah. They were perfect last game. We talked about it being a fine line to tread (laughs) in the last podcast. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. But we have to imagine the Suns are going to push the pace and we got to be ready for it. What else do we got to do well? Well, tying just right into that, I think we need to be ready to withstand an early onslaught. Oh, someone's throwing a punch early. Uh, I mean, like you said, I I would assume the Suns are going to try to use pace and those young legs to try to pour it on early. Yep. And we just, we can't let it get us tight offensively. And we need to, you know, despite the results, stay locked in defensively. Mm -hmm. There's just really not a lot of room. Well, there's no room for air. There's not. Frankly, there's no room for air. Win or go home, you know? I, I mean... It's a game of runs. It's been this way yeah. all series. I hope ours is the first one. We need to have confidence that no matter how hot they start, you know, we've kept it close through five games. There's yeah. no reason Unless to believe. Unless we win, in which case it's not close. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> There's no reason to believe that it, it, you know, we can't do the same in, in a game six and possibly even a game seven. And a, a big oh, yeah. key to that uh, is going to be... Being successful in this small ball lineup. Yep. You know, swarming um, <laughs> like gnats around DeAndre Ayton is what we got to do. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and luckily, like the minutes load has been reaching sort of a better sort of homeostasis for Batum, Morris, and Mann. Mm-hmm. I, I think they have enough in the tank to leave it all on the floor and, and still come up big. Uh, but the the rebounding to me is going to be like Huge. the main the main thing. I, I know it's easy to harp on. We talked about it all season. But this has been the difference. But against DeAndre Ayton. This is the difference to me, yeah, for for when the small ball works and when it doesn't. The margins are really slim through the series. Uh, The rebounding averages for both teams, uh, it's a slight advantage for the Suns, 45 to 44 per game. Uh, Like I'm saying, we're we're right, right there. Um, So there's no reason to think that we can't do it. We got to tie them. Like, let's, yeah, we, we can't lose the rebounds by more than five. No, five is, is five is way too much. Five is way too much. Um, what could go wrong on this one? Every time we think fatigue is going to set in for this Clippers team, it seems like the Suns just kind of like cut a piece of the fatigue off and eat it themselves. There's a way better metaphors for this, but it's odd. Same thing happened to the Jazz um, when they came back to Staples. We're back at Staples for game six. There has to be a wall coming. I'm still not fully convinced that there isn't a fatigue wall coming. Yeah. It's just going to be crucial how... I think we saw the fatigue wall in game four, and they somehow... It's like that thing of when you stay up for, for too long and you yeah. get that second win. No, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know how many second wins you can get. Like, PG is going to have to play more than 41 minutes. In game five, he sat for two minutes and 42 seconds, and the Suns ripped off, like... It might have been more than this, but it was a 6-0 run to start the fourth and it was just like, okay, time for you to stop resting. Like th- there I'm cautiously optimistic that we'll be able to blow through this fatigue wall again, but really, and this, I mean, I guess you could take this as a slight towards the suns. My biggest concern, everything considered is fatigue. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the biggest thing is going to be defensively. We got to stay in front of Devin Booker. I mean, another thing, someone other than Bev has to be able to put up some resistance. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if if Booker goes off for thirty again, I for thirty or more again, I just I don't know if we're going to be able to withstand it. 
Uh, they eliminated the Lakers in six at Staples. Devin Booker had 47. Well, that's a mentally weak team over there across the hall. So that I mean, that's sense. what they say. Uh, <laughs> look, we, we, you know, we were able to weather that storm in game five thanks to three 20-plus point performances from our starters. I don't know if we're going to get that again. So the defense needs to be tighter. Yep. Uh, Muck it up. Yeah, or I don't really know how we're going to be able to keep up from a scoring perspective. Give us you know, a we'll see. Fight Role again. players will shoot better than they did. Um, the the bench had what like seventeen points or nineteen. We're going to talk about the bench. In the <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, he had his best three point shooting performance of the series last game, which is a little concerning. But I'm hoping that we can get that to regress to the means. Agreed. Um, key matchups: Paul George versus this insane streak. Yeah. Keep it going. One of the greatest playoff runs in modern NBA history. 100%. I have no problem saying that. He's averaging 30 points and six assists through the series. Yeah. Even taking into account days off, he's averaging 20 minutes of basketball the last 37 days. Oh, yeah. Taking in, which means he's averaging 40 minutes on games they actually play. They actually play. Um, We all believe in Paul George. We got house money at this point. Yeah. But, hey, what's better than winning with house money, you know? Um... I think the Suns are going to try and double PG and make everyone else beat them. Oh, of course. At least they probably should try and do that. Um, I'm confident in Reggie. I'm confident in Mook. A little more confident in Reggie than Mook. Um, it just pa- depends on like what two defenders you can throw at him. Yep. And then and what the that, rebounding. Yeah. Because if Paul George is putting in 13 more boards or something like that, I'm fine with it. Like If he's getting double and he can't make it happen offensively, fine. You're getting double teamed. I'm not going to be mad that you're not hitting your shots very well. As long as we're not seeing some of those turnovers. Yes. He's still got to be able to contribute. I'm I'm excited to see what happens in this game because things just keep getting harder for Paul George and he keeps playing better. He keeps rising to the occasion, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about this bench. Yes. Okay. Which... We got some good stuff out of Boogie, which I don't know yes. if you can replicate. Right. So Boogie scored 15 of the 19 bench points. The other four were Nick Batum and Yogi Ferrell. Yeah. Yogi Ferrell's was in garbage time, obviously. Yeah, he um, played, what, like 90 seconds? Minute 12. A little over nine. <laughs> like, no, less, less. than 90. Shit. Um, like, I don't, like, Ty Lue did a great job with kind of this minutes distribution. Mm-hmm. We're on an eight-man rotation, so it's not like there's a bunch of wiggle room. Um, you know, Boogie took 12 shots. I don't think that'll happen again. I think so it, I want a couple of them to go, maybe go to Batum or something like that. But I, I think it just depends on who he's on the floor with and how effective he's able to be. Because if man, if he can put up some offense, I mean, oh, if he's still doing it, let it go. If, if he can put up some offense while Paul George gets a little bit of a chance to rest, yeah. we can we can at least tread water in the non-Paul. George That's minutes. all we got to do. We if just have to. We just have to. Which is asking a lot. Don't get yes. me wrong. No, it's yeah. still asking a lot. Best like, case scenario. You gotta tread water. Best case scenario with this team right now, treading water with Paul George out of lineup is only losing those minutes by three. Yeah. Um, which is doable. But like, you know, two of eight outside of Boogie off the bench in terms of shots. That's not good. Um I think we're gonna see more Batum. If man is scoring at a more effective rate, he'll probably get, you know, I know he's starting, um, but like just still like shot distribution wise. It's it's just gonna be interesting. Um and then you got a note in here about Cam Johnson. Yeah, so Cam Johnson has been, I mean, kind of a force for their bench on both sides of the yeah. floor. Uh he's averaging eleven and four on the series, shooting seventy percent from the from the floor, fifty-three percent from three. Um 
Yeah, we're going to need to, at the very least, someone on the bench is going to need to outscore Cam Johnson. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. The big issues, I mean, it's like... Or slow him down. Whichever. If Aiton gets less than 11 rebounds, if Book scores less than 30, like, I don't know what to make of what this game's going to be. Yeah. I have a couple outcomes in my head. I don't want to speak them into existence because a couple of them are good, a couple of them are bad. But we know one thing. Clippers aren't going down without a fight. Absolutely not. Do you have a, do you want to put a prediction out there? <laughs> no, man, no prediction other than it's like PG said, you know, like they're going to give it everything they have and we'll live with the result. And they absolutely have. Um, someone just tweeted at us in all caps that uh, the energy needs to be up for game six. I'm so excited to see what Staples is like. We said it on Twitter. If you need an excuse to get out of work, call us oh yeah dm us we'll pretend to be we've a done doctor. some we've done some voice voice work oh we can, yeah we can disguise it exactly um let us know we'll get you to staples let's go clips um coming up we're gonna be talking the what you say wednesday poll but first gotta let you know this episode is brought to you by green room Ooh, the film Ooh, i wish but no green room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans the app is free to download and once you're in you can talk with fans athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport even highlight Go download the free Green Room app now, available currently on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, no weirdos, and join the NFL, MLB, NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait for you to join on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Locked On Clippers room is live, if we do one. Download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk about sports. All right, so we're back. It's what you say Wednesday. This is the most difficult question we've Dude. ever posed to the listeners out there. Uh, multiple people said that to us. We meant no ill will from this. Um, the question was, look, there's a salary cap in the NBA. As huh? much as we hate it, yeah. especially given we have the richest owner in the entire league. And we do owe Rondo $8 million. We do owe Rondo $8 million. Um, there's a chance we can't retain both Reggie Jackson and Nick Batum. A chance. I think that I think that we'll do whatever it takes to get it done. Oh, absolutely. But this is doomsday scenario. Yeah. We want the Clippers to keep both of these guys. The Clippers would be infinitely better off keeping both of these guys oh, yeah. than replacing one of them. But there is a situation where another team maybe offers more. And or longer years. Or longer years. There's just a whole bunch of mess in there. So we asked if the Clippers can only keep one of Nick Batum or Reggie Jackson next season, who would you like to keep? Shockingly, I think part of this is recency bias. Um, Reggie Jackson won with 72% of the vote. Nick Batum got 28%. Um, where do you vote in this poll before we get into what people are saying? Honestly, because it what? depends what side of the bed I wake up on in the morning. If I'm being totally honest. From a team construction standpoint. Right. I would have to lean Reggie. Uh, okay. Not that I wouldn't want to do everything that's possible to retain Nick Batum. Of course, yeah. We, we, we want both of these guys. This isn't a we like one more than the other. We both need them yeah, equally. Uh, yeah, we need to bring both these guys back. But if we could only take one, look, the thing is, we're already kind of a forward-heavy team. Right. We do not have another guard who is capable of doing what Reggie Jackson can do. Correct. And I do not know that we can find one in the offseason and get him up to speed in the offense the same way that Reggie Jackson has been. Correct. So. That is a good point. It's difficult for me. 
it, he's also younger. I don't. It's it's really really hard. Uh, I can't imagine losing Batum though. He is sort of the key to being able to go small. Mm-hmm. He's so versatile. He can he. I mean, he can truly guard one, one through, through five. five. Yeah. Um, and when the shot is there too, I mean, it's just it opens everything up. It's wonderful. Um, but if you can only choose one, I I think I gotta lean Reggie. I'm. Yeah, I really don't. Uh, Canoe Captain T Man on Twitter at uh, CCity92 kind of sums up how I feel about it. They said Nico does all the little things, um, rebounds when we go small, love his defense and can stretch the floor. Jackson, on the other end, provides scoring at all three levels and has bailed us out time after time. Hard to overlook Jackson's relationship with PG. Definitely. Both are great locker room guys, too. I are you Reg- kidding? You could, I feel like you couldn't al- you, like you almost couldn't yeah. choose two better locker room guys. Absolutely. I choose Reggie, but I like Batum more, if that makes sense. No, I think and that's I fair. To- I totally get it's, that. It's also like, I mean, I, I I do hate to put offense over defense because it's it's you know it's it's on it's it's not it's not correct. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, you need a guard on a championship caliber team who can do what Reggie does. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Eric Katoshi said, if you love me, you wouldn't make me choose. Couldn't agree more. Um, Matt Marquis said, I hate to say it, but Reggie fills a bigger hole than Batum. Hope we can figure it out how to keep both. Batum was such a great guy. Such a brutally hard decision. A.B. Martin says, who's the most durable and consistent? Reg is more of a shooting guard and needs to partner with the defender. Hoping PG's friendship adds value. Can they unload Rondo or move Kennard for contracts they can cut? They're probably not moving Kennard. Yes, I hope they can unload Rondo, but I think they'd have to attach a pick to it. Um, I like uh, A.R. Martin's point about PG's friendship because I think that does add a huge value for Reggie Jackson thinking about his next step. I mean, Reggie's even talked about, you know, how how this has reinvigorated, you yeah. know, his love for the game. 100%. Um, and it's like stuff like that that like, you know, I would hate for either of these guys, honestly, to get underpaid. You know? Well, I don't think Batum will be underpaid because he's still getting $9 million a year from Charlotte. I, yeah, I, I understand <laughs> that. But like, I, I mean, it, it's hard for, for me. For the contract it, it, It's saw. hard for me because like as a fan, obviously I want both of these guys. I would love it if they would be willing to take a, a pay cut to help us navigate cap things. But right. as a human being... Get both, your money. Both these guys deserve the money. Yeah. Um, Rudy Zavala, Raz 49er. Shout out, Rudy. Hope you're doing good, buddy. Said they voted Batum because of his defense and his key to the small ball lineup. I'm sure we would miss Reggie. Absolutely. But his scoring can be replaced with T-Man and or Kennard. I don't know about that. So the scoring... Yeah, I don't know. Um, so we got some good stuff on Twitter off of uh, salary cap genius Lucas Hahn. He said Batum can take like 5.7 to a $6 million player option. And then opt out and get a bigger deal next summer. Okay. And then we can offer, like, we have early bird rights for Reggie. And the max we can offer him is, like, four for 44. Oof. Oof, but also, what, like, who has a, like, are the Lakers going to offer him a bunch of money? Like, I mean... Schroeder's looking for four for a hundred, which is not going to happen. <laughs> if Schroeder gets four for a hundred, Reggie should get four for two hundred. Um, so, and like, really, the only issue is, will another team lure them out? We can afford to keep both. Yeah, if they do this stuff. Yeah, I think they both stay I after was, this year. And I know that we talk about how like 
gotta look out for your business. That makes total sense. I wouldn't be mad at either of these guys if they went for the bigger payday, but like- I would still root for both of these players so oh, hard. Yeah. Um, for sure. But it's like, yeah, PG and Reggie, like, I think four for 44 with Reggie, if there's, you know, a player option maybe on that last year or something to give him some more flexibility. He's here at least for a couple more years with PG, like for sure. Um, I could see what that. What about three for 45? Oh man, fifteen a year for Reggie? You don't think he's worth it? I think he is. If you're a Clippers fan, <laughs> um, no, that is high. It's a lot of. That's money. a little high. It's a lot of money. But also, we need it. Yeah, I mean, eleven. Maybe that's enough. Maybe. Batum is where I get a little I'm talking compound interest <laughs> on eleven million dollars. Yeah, don't even get me started. And then Batum is interesting because I truly like, it's so weird because he has the nine mil or whatever from Charlotte like every year for the next couple of years. For two more seasons, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think it's a money issue for him. I don't know, obviously, but it just he seems to love playing for the Clips. The, the team is welcoming and fans have welcomed him. Shout out to the Batum Battalion because yeah. of y'all with open shout arms. Shout out Lily Batum as well. Oh yeah, shout out Clipper Spencer, my guy. Um... I think there's a lot of love there. Yeah. And I'm hoping it translates during contract negotiations. I dare you to show me another franchise that will, will put on as hard for Batum as this franchise has. I bet there's not other franchises that would uh, steal fan-made ideas and not let people know that they were coming out with a shirt who maybe invented the whole idea. I mean, that, that is pretty rare. Pretty, yeah. Um, tell you one thing. Pretty I'll, kooky. Pretty tell out you one there. thing. I know. I know for a fact Nick Batum has one of our Batum Battalion T-shirts. <laughs> Maybe not those official ones that uh, look like shit. Uh, <laughs> um, either way, this is the toughest one. This is the toughest one we've ever put out. Yeah, we we won't make you guys. I was look. surprised this wasn't a little bit more contentious, like in the yeah. actual polling results. Oh, it was but... contentious at me. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> people were mad at us. Um, but, you know, we won't make you guys do anything crazy like that. Coming up, we're going to be talking some Monty Williams talk, and then we're recording this on Kawhi's birthday, so we're just going to talk about that because that's a fun time. But first, Will, talk to me about Built Bar. What's up? Built Bar, best-tasting protein bar on the market. Agreed, it's delicious. The, the, new, and improved, the new and improved Built Bar improved? is even... <laughs> they got beers? They got beers now. Uh, no, the new <laughs> and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors for those with allergies. The six new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Ooh, Yummy! The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Very important. You yes. don't want to fight with your protein nope. bar. But the best thing is that Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, they're low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Get a load of this flavor profile. Peanut butter, 19 grams protein, 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, 5 grams net carbs all the high things you want all the low things you want and right now we have a very special offer for our listeners for a limited time you can get a free cooler with purchase this is only while supplies last so you're gonna want to get on it go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your next order and a shot at that cooler wow. use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com and after you've done that, put some money down. 
Gotta, bet online. Gotta bet on a full stomach. Have to. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but you can put some sweet, sweet playoff basketball bets down. The WNBA is going on too, as well as the NHL. Almost over though, and the MLB. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, so we're back with shavings. Uh, let's start with the Monty Williams thing. Yeah, so Monty Williams is still mad at Patrick Beverly. Yeah. Um, for the flagrant on quote unquote flagrant on Chris Paul. Also kind of talked about how like the Jay Crowder thing wasn't a flagrant. Yeah. Which makes no goddamn sense. He cut his damn eyelid. He cut his damn eyelid. Also, there is a foul that's not being talked about because the player who committed it is uh, sucks. Dario Saric. Double hand pushed Kawhi. Double. PG. Or PG, sorry. Uh, if it was Kawhi, we would riot. <laughs> um, double hand push PG in midair. Yeah. And I don't think it was called a foul. No. And that was a more dangerous play, honestly, than either of these plays, I think. Um, I hate the, like, pushing somebody in air. It, it really makes me uneasy. Of course. It makes me so That's uneasy. That's how everyone gets hurt now. Yeah. Um, like, I obviously don't agree with Monty Williams on this. But I'm a little surprised, to be honest with you. So here's my thing. I have no idea. Like, we've all played on teams with players who do things like Chris Paul. Yeah. Where, even if they're good or not, we I'm not saying that Chris, Chris Paul's the greatest point guard. Or Jay Crowder. Or Dario Saric. Um, they do these things where you're like, God damn, dude, if you were not on my team, I would really not like what you're doing. Yeah. I can't imagine doing that. And being the head coach and being like, no, I thought it was a flagrant when it's like, dude, come on. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Um, I mean, and, and we as Clippers fans had to do that with Chris Paul. Yeah. Like, 100%. We've been there. <laughs> I don't know, man. It it sucked. And it's weird that it's like still kind of hanging over this. Like, yeah. let it go. Absolutely. They called a flagrant. Absolutely. What else is supposed to happen? The only call Steve Javi has ever disagreed with that was called <laughs> on the floor? Like, come on, man. Yeah, I don't know. Um, do we think there's going to be any added chippiness for game six? <laughs> like, Maybe. It'll come from the Suns. Maybe. The Suns feel threatened because they oh, yeah. are a uh, not very good right now, I think. I don't know. I would not say that. I think they're really upset by the fact that they haven't been able to beat a hobbled Clippers team, and that will boil it's over. It's been one game. Do we haven't had Kawhi the whole damn series? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Or search. <laughs> like, we're down two starters the whole damn time. Um, and it's just like, I mean, I think Boogie's going to have some stuff to say, too, but it's going to be interesting. I hope it doesn't get out of hand, obviously. Yeah. I think the refs, I think we might see some quick coincidental texts, just so the refs are like... <laughs> You knock it off. I think we might see some of that. Let him play. <laughs> Let him go, you know? Circle up at center court. Um, all right, now we're recording much happier things. We're recording this on Kawhi Leonard's birthday. Hey. Happy birthday, buddy. You brought up a good point before we started recording this. Isn't it a little bizarre <laughs> that we even know the date of Kawhi's birthday? Do you think it's fake? Do you think it's like one of those things like, oh, man, somebody told me one time 
that they would randomly change their birthday on Facebook and people who wish them a happy birthday on their wrong birthday that was listed on Facebook, they would unfriend. And I kind of felt That's like a sociopath move, right? There. I, yeah, I just kind of one step away from like slashing their tires. <laughs> I, the wrong I just kind of feel like that's one of those things. Like that's a test that you're setting people up to fail in. But at the same time, I'm very surprised that we know the date of Kawhi's birthday, and it may be a smokescreen. So we may all be unfriended. <laughs> we may all be unfriended by Kawhi Leonard right now, dude. What if his birthday? The team wishes him a happy birthday, and he's like, "I'm not fucking coming back. This isn't my real birthday." What if he was born on a leap year and he's just not telling anybody? <laughs> what? Dude, it would be the most Kawhi thing for his birthday to be February 29th, whatever insane thing it is. Um, what What would you get Kawhi for his special day? Um. I would get Kawhi a primo, talking cherry condition, 1993 Toyota Corolla. The thing will run. He's a thrifty dude. That's a good gift. The thing the thing is going to get 350,000 miles on it. Right now, it's sitting at a cool 60K, been taken care of by an old person. Right. Uh, the dream used car scenario. He could pass it on you know, to one of his children if he wanted That's to. That's a good call. That's a good car. That's a sensible car. It's a safe car. That's a good gift. I would get him a t-shirt. Okay. That said, I'm with Uncle Dennis with an arrow pointing to his leg. <laughs> I think I, love I it. think everyone would be like, okay, that's pretty good. A, a side gift? Metal detector. <laughs> Don't you feel like when he would on go the beach in San he would, Diego? He would go to the beach and use a metal detector? I found a ring. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be that'd be tight. He's like, I found 68 cents out there. <laughs> Thanks, Will. This is really paying for itself already. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, what do you think he'd get you for your birthday? Um, oof, I don't know. I think he'd get me a Leatherman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Like some sensible practical kind of or he'd, or he would do the thing. Like some of my favorite gifts you get is from people who were like, maybe you weren't expecting a good gift, for, not a good gift. But you're like, Oh, I'm, anything you give me would be great. And they're like, Oh yeah. I noticed that you posted all the time about this niche weird interest you had. And you, and you saw this the other day, snagged it. Yeah. Those are my favorite kind of like, oh, damn. You're like, that. like, he'd be like, oh, I know. So you love the Dolphins. I got this random Dolphins t-shirt. I'd be like, dude, sick. Yeah. Thanks, Kawhi. I think if we were on that level where he was buying me presents, probably give me a bike. I'd be like, nice, big dog. Thanks Good looking the, out. Thanks for the bike, man. What if it's a tandem bike? <laughs> and it well, has that's implications. The <laughs> that's the thing. It's a tandem bike or a unicycle. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a unicycle. Kawhi's like, I know you liked bikes. So I got you a unicycle. And he's like, Good one, Kawhi. This is great. Awesome, man. <laughs> oh, man. Happy birthday to the legend. Um, oh, man. Thursday's episode. I know we, we ended on a fun note, but boy, are we stressed. Thursday's episode, a recap of whatever happens in game six. And no matter what happens, whew, it's been the greatest Clipper season of all time. Yeah. We ride I mean, together. We die together. No arguments there. No contest there. Clippers for life. <sighs> and then, you know what? We're going to plan the rest of the episode accordingly. Yeah. Because that's where we, we're at. We can't really tell you where we're going to be at. Can't really tell you where we're going to be at for tomorrow's episode. And of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, again, hopefully truly nothing other than stuff that has to do with the game. Um, Will, where can these possibly Suns fans, hey, what's going on? Um, and obviously very intelligent Clippers fans, tell their friends and family to listen to us you for can, once. <laughs> you can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Clippers. It works. 
flawlessly. We mentioned it up top, but we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have you listen. We absolutely would, and I have been and will remain positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am and continue to be William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.